Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical. For the very best in tactical shoes and boots, also workout shoes or even just everyday kind of shoes you're going to wear around, go to www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 for 20% off from us to you. Also, by Nitor Performance for the very best in whey protein, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. Use the code Maximus Podcast and help yourself to uh, probably the most delicious protein I've ever had, the easily mixing and frankly effective. So we've got that out of the way, Joe. We've paid some bills. All right. That's how and we now start. Now it is time to get down to business. Yes, please. Um, we today had a plan. We mm-hmm. were going to talk about selling out because it's something that has been on our minds lately. Um, so you guys have to wait. <laughs> the way you say that, it's like, you know, we're looking for opportunities to sell out folks. So if you want to approach yep. us, you can DM us. <laughs> for sure. But we, we, we had that on the menu. So you guys will have to wait till next week for that. But we want to talk about today about manners. And it's been, uh, it was pushed to the forefront of our consciousness because of a, I guess, an incident that happened at your athletic club yeah. on, uh, when was it, Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Thursday morning yeah, on and, and July 4th. It was a holiday. July 4th. I guess you guys have no context of, of what we're talking about in terms of dates. This literally happened yesterday yeah. in our world. Yeah. So, Joe, why don't you uh, tell the people what, what happened? Well, so um, it, it's a holiday at the club, right? Um, Bobby's in town. Uh, we've got some other friends that kind of met us for a workout. Uh, Bobby, you had uh, Beanie with you. So you had your son, who's 10. I had my daughter. She's three and a half. Um, took him to the club. I checked my daughter into the child care facilities we had there. And on the child care sheet, you write down like what time you're dropping them off, what time you're picking them up. And I wrote that I would pick her up at noon, which gave us an hour and a half. Uh, the girl that was running the daycare said, oh, we're closing at 11 today. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to come pick her up in like 20 minutes. So, all right, great guys. Let's go upstairs. We'll figure this out. All right. So we went upstairs, started our workout. Uh, and I think it was right about 11 o'clock. I ran downstairs. I gathered my daughter up. I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with you now, but you know, she's my daughter. She grew up in a gym. Um, she's comfortable around weights. She knows what it's like to work out with dad S. So I took her upstairs. I handed her my phone and she sat in the corner and played games on my phone for a little while. And I don't know, we'd been up there for quite a while. Um, I mean, she even had grabbed like a dumbbell and was doing a little workout with us. We were doing some legs, uh, and she was kind of just copying with like a little five pound dumbbell and her and uh, beans were playing quietly over in kind of one area. And we, they had to be up there at least half an hour unless my, my memory is really skewed. But a, uh, a guy just kind of walks over and puts his foot up on the bench, leans on his hand, pops his earphone out of his ear, and just says, do you really have to have these kids up here? And I was a little bit shocked. I kind of thought about it for a second. I said this, in my mind, like, that was really aggressive. Like, this guy just kind of did this to me in front of my friends, in front of my daughter. And I just said, do you have a problem? And he goes into, uh, well, this is no place for kids. And so I just said, hey, they shut the daycare down early. So like, what, what, am, what else am I supposed to do at this point? Uh, and he gave me this, oh, well, I'm a dad, I get it. And I said, so what business is it, is it of yours? And he goes, okay, wow, nice parenting buddy. And he storms off. I feel your, your telling of the story, Joe, is uh, a little, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you're, you sound so calm on, um, <laughs> I was not calm. I will admit the podcast. Was it, it, it was not calm at all. So I'll, I'll tell you my perspective of, of kind of, which what I'm happened. eager to hear because you know how you process these things in your mind. Yeah. So he walks over, like you said, puts, and it's the whole, 
I guess the way this dude walked, right? Mm -hmm. He kind of saunters over. There's kind of like a cocky arrogance about the dude. He is that guy with his perfectly manicured faux hawk. He's got his nicely pressed gym outfit on. Um, probably not used to working that hard. More the guy that just wants to be seen. And the way he leaned into you, like right when I saw this going down, I really thought in my head, this is going to be good. I wonder what this dude's going to say. <laughs> and he popped the earphone off. And then he goes, oh, do you really got to have these kids up here? And he made like a hand motion towards the kids, like these kids in the way he said, really. And I kind of almost chuckled because I was like, oh, that wasn't good. And that's really, to be honest with you, because you got fired up. You yeah. didn't say you have a problem. You went from like zero to a hundred. I don't know if I've ever seen you like that. <laughs> and it didn't surprise me at all because the way he said it and the way he went about his business, it was just inflammatory. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it just wasn't, he wasn't a nice guy. And then the way he said, there's no place for kids. That's when I think from my perspective, you kind of caught yourself mm -hmm. and almost tried to deescalate naturally. You know, like they yeah. closed daycare. What am I supposed to do? You know, I, 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 you know, I'm a dad. I get it. And that's when he started like getting into that. Okay, buddy. Wow. Nice parenting yeah. and just being an ass because you, I think it had the nerve to like say something to this guy or what, whatever it was. And so we've been talking about this. You were pretty heated. Mm -hmm. We're talking about kind of like who's in the wrong, who's in the right. And, and I want to make it very clear that. In theory, I'm actually on his side for the kids being upstairs. Yeah, there, there is a rule about there not being kids under 14. I know that. There's a rule. Yeah. So you're you're technically in the wrong for the rule, but it, it spurred a whole nother type of conversation. And it, it's what today's podcast is based on. And it's the idea of manners. Mm -hmm. And this could cover a lot of things like how to talk to people, social etiquette could be a, a term for this podcast, right. but the way he spoke to you, especially in front of kids yeah, and just the demeaning tone, you're asking for a problem. The proper protocol on his part would be a, to go down to the front desk of the club right, and say, Hey, uh, cause first of all, you didn't know. I mean, at the time you didn't know there was a rule against having kids up there. So mm -hmm. the guy could have went downstairs and talked to the management and then the management could have come upstairs and said, Hey Joe, you know, um, your kids are going to have to be downstairs. Fine. You make a decision about what you want to do mm -hmm. or two, it ideally approach you in a completely different way. Yeah. yeah. This was, I, I mean, the kids weren't bothering anybody. They were no. pretty far away from this guy. Like if mm -hmm. anyone was going to complain about them, it wouldn't have been this guy. No, this he, he literally near. walked across the gym to have this conversation. Yeah. Like Out a, of way his across. way. Yeah. To try and say something. And that's how I kind of kind of perceived it. So it got us talking about the idea of manners and how to talk to people. Well, we, we brought up too, like th this kind of ties into the conflict resolution podcast, right? But yep. the, the idea here is like this shouldn't have even been a conflict in the first place. Like he created a conflict where there was none. Yes. And so how did that happen and how do you avoid that? Like what, what's the better way to sort of manage these these scenarios, I guess? Well, I, I, I feel it takes it a step further. I feel like he went out of his way to look for a fight. Right. Well, and then I think he what, ran because he realized he found one. 
yeah, you're having a bad day. And so now you're going to, and what makes me believe that is that he had to walk across the club mm-hmm. to say something, right? Like it wasn't just, uh, you know, uh, Jojo uh, and, and she's three and a half ran into his barbell right? or was in his area or was distracting yeah. him. This was like, this was like a different thing. So it, it got us talking about, uh, I guess, the idea of manners. And it relates to conflict resolution, as you said. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that creates conflict. And you want to stay out of conflicts. Right. But this behavior, I see it again and again and again. And more often than not, it's from a certain type of person, a person who's entitled, yeah. a person who's having a bad day, a person who's angry, who's now going to take it out on the rest of the world or, quote, unquote, police the rest of the world because it's their job right right it's the person with the chip on their shoulder or an insecurity and they're always looking to dig at other people it's the kind of guy or girl that's going to discipline your child right right that's exactly when it's right. not their place at all yeah but they know better they know better than you because they're a better person than you there's a whole host of behaviors that go along with this right yeah so the first one we want to talk about, and, and, and I want you as you listen at home to think about if you engage in behavior like this, because it may be a clue as to why you're always in heated altercations with mm-hmm. people. And it's subtle. Or, so you, you might not even realize you're doing it until we point it out. Or even that people just don't like you, because oftentimes what happens is people are allowed to get away with this type of behavior. Most yeah. people don't say anything because they just don't like conflict. But there's a lot of times I've been out that witness people talk to other people like this. And I'm like, whoa, you're going to let that stand? Yeah. My reaction isn't to back off. Yeah. So the first one we identified is the term really. Yeah, this comes up a lot, actually, if you listen for it. Yep. And it's inherently negative. Yeah. For example, Joe and I teach a seminar uh, in Minnesota. Um, It was on a Monday night. Uh, Joe's got a bear killer shirt on, which is, you know, your brand. Yeah. And I say, are you really going to wear that shirt? (laughs) You can hear it now, right, folks? (laughs) Versus what I want to say is, hey, Joe, it's important to me at my seminar you wear a Maximus shirt. Mm -hmm. You'd have absolutely no problem with that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's Rob's seminar. It's a Maximus thing. I'm going to wear a Maximus shirt. Just like I'd have no problem throwing on a Bear Killer shirt. Yeah. But the minute I say to you, do you really got to wear that? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big emphasis here where how the word really is stressed. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not it's funny. The person saying it, they're not saying, Joe, do you really want to eat that pizza? Are you really going to eat that? Like, really? There's a judgment. It's that judgment that comes across. Right. There's there's a judgment there. And it puts it off as negative, not the way to ask somebody to do something. I feel like it's it's negative and dismissive all at once. Like it it just it puts that other person down to to such a low level like you dog, you know, I I always say, what does the white space say? So there's Mm -hmm. a Syrian literature about the white space. and, and, And I'll explain it for a second. When you're reading a book, there's a white space. If you picture a book around the words. So there's this theory in literature. What does that say? So what thoughts are evoked? Mm -hmm. Where does your mind go after you read a sentence? What do you fill the blanks in with? And this happens a lot. It's it's kind of like, Joe, if uh, 
and 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 it's funny enough, uh, this actually happened to me uh, a long time ago. Uh, a, a girl I was dating at the time, her ex boyfriend came up to me and said, "Make sure you take care of her." <laughs> the the white space to that says, "Or what?" Yeah, yeah. Like, are you threatening me? Are you trying to pull a power play on me? Do you have a problem with me? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what does yeah. what's the other half of that sentence? Now, I'm okay with a girl's dad saying that to me. Sure. Because frankly, as her dad, he's got the right. Yeah. Her brother saying that to me. Cool. Not some other guy. Yeah. Not okay, because there is an unsaid aspect of what's going on to that, you know, what goes into that. The other equivalent for the females that listen, it's kind of like when a girl says to you, that's a really nice dress (laughs) in a very negative tone. Listen, she's not saying you're wearing a nice dress, right? There's, there's something else there that's floating around those words. You know exactly what that person means. Yeah. So really is just one of those terms with that tone that's meant to be, it's just rude. And you're going to ask for a fight if you use it. And if you don't believe me, start doing that to people. For, <laughs> for the guys, and this would be a good experiment, the next time your wife gets dressed up or just didn't even need to be dressed up when you guys are going out of the house, just look at your wife and say, are you really going to wear that today? <laughs> and see how that conversation goes. Uh, like, then, yeah, <laughs> DM us because we want to hear about it. Holy shit. <laughs> You're going to get slapped, yelled at. Like, that's not a good way to start the day. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and speaking like, speaking of, of words, right, and, and the, the white space around them, the next thing is is the word this and these when referring to human beings. Yes. Like, do you have to let these kids up here, you know? Yep. Uh, you, we were talking about this earlier, you know, if, if, if you're at my house and, and my wife said something to you and you look at me and you say, are you really going to put up with this? And you gesture towards her. Oh yeah. Like, oof, ow. Right. Like referring to yep. people in the third person in their presence in a condescending yeah. way puts the person you're talking to in a really tough position. Like, how am I supposed to respond to that? Yep. You know, like, I can't. I, I imagine myself at a target and someone saying to me, pointing at my wife, like, can you tell that to be quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, we have so many problems now. Hey, you mean my wife? Yeah. Like her name's Lisa. She's standing right there. (laughs) Number two, you have a problem with her, but now you've made it my problem because now I am morally obligated to do something because you've insulted my wife. Yeah. And if I let that go, I'm allowing this almost uh, like dehumanizing behavior to go on in front of me. Oh, right. Because let, let's, let's say you, you, you do kind of acquiesce to this and you're like, oh, y- yes, sir, I'll deal with this right away. Well, now you've just agreed that your wife is your object. Yep. Right. And how's she going to think about that? Well, and then if my kids are around now, I'm doubly morally obligated to do something about it. Yeah. Because I think it's my role as a man to teach my sons how to treat a woman. Exactly. They're going to learn that from me. If they let somebody watch me, you know, have somebody talk about my wife like that Mm -hmm. and not do anything, what do you think they're going to do in the future? Yeah. So what by by using that language, like you create this this situation where maybe there wasn't initially a conflict and now there has to be like maybe I was open and listening to what you had to say. But now I'm in a position where I basically have to be defensive and assertive. 
Yep. So, and so now I'm, communication is really breaking down. And I know there's probably somebody out there listening that's thinking like, you know, and they're probably using the term really because I almost did it. Like, really, guys, <laughs> is, is language really that big of a deal? Well, yes, it is. It is. Because imagine how this scenario would have been different if this guy would have walked up to you at the club and instead of saying, "Ugh, do you really have to have these kids up here? And the way he rolled his eyes, snarled his lips did that little rotating hand gesture, mm-hmm. like that dismissive, like pointing at JoJo. Yeah. Um, Beans had no clue what was going on. He was yeah. just sitting down in La La Land, but he did this like hand roll type thing that was like these kids. Mm-hmm. That's a lot different than him coming up and tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, excuse me, what's your name? And you're like, uh, Joe. And he says, hey, my name's Barry or Dave or yeah. whatever it is. Um, I didn't know if you knew this, but do you know there's not a lot of kids up here? Yeah. That's a way, way, way different way to start that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Then you'd say, uh, well, you know, my daycare was closed, you know, um, and then maybe the guy follows up and says, well, I think some of the members have been complaining or, you know, the, the reason I signed up here was so there's no kids. Mm-hmm. Like there's a way to have a constructive conversation. Right. But if your lead in's bad, it goes awful. And a lot of people try to pull this well, language isn't a big deal yeah. or eye rolls aren't a big deal or tone's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Well, think about it because, from, from like a texting standpoint right like if i text you a sentence and then i send you the eye rolling emoji that changes whatever it was that i just said significantly oh, for sure right so for like in, sure. in person that that body language like everything is in context you know communication yep. is more visual than anything else and so oh, all those yeah. little things really do communicate things and they change the the meaning of words significantly yep so you know rolling your eyes and saying this when you're referring to another human being i mean that that is yeah, very and the very hand gesture different. yeah it's everything put together and mm-hmm. even the people who say well language isn't a big deal or you know making faces isn't a big deal if someone did that to you you'd be furious yeah. and that's how you know that it's wrong yeah because there is a way and i'm good at it joe of inflaming people if you want to get under <laughs> their skin there's a way to do it yeah for real you don't Kids are good at this. Like, yeah, just hang are. out with a teenager. Yeah. Right? Oh, they know. Um, yeah. You know? But again, try this on somebody close to you and see how that goes. So, Bobby, you and I are friends, and I refer to you as my friend. But yep. if I look at you, and I roll my eyes, and I say, listen, friend, doesn't yep. have the same meaning, right? Well, actually, actually, it, it, it kind of does. I would be... I would punch you in the face <laughs> because I would know you're doing it to be a dick. You're not yes. doing it calling me your friend. Like, right. hey, Rob, I just want to thank you for being a good friend. Yeah. You yeah. put your hand on me and roll your eyes and say, listen, friend. <laughs> Joe, I was your friend, but I'm not anymore. Uh-huh. We have a problem that we have to fix. Yeah. So, so this is this is the next one using diminutive terms. And I love that one, too, because it, there's a, almost a little double entendre here of like, are you trying to escalate this or de-escalate this? Like, are we friends? I'm, I'm so confused. Where are we going with this? Pal, buddy, chief. Chief, that's the best one. Guy. There's like a whole there's a whole list of them that people use. And it's usually the interesting thing. It's a power play move. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Guys do it to girls as well. 
So the girl example of this is calling a girl sweetheart. Yeah. And a guy who calls a girl this, it's usually not somebody or a, a woman that's in a position of power over him. Right. It's you, usually the waitress, uh, the person who's helping them at the store, uh, you know, an employee. Yeah, like a secretary. It, Thanks, sweetheart. Right. Exactly. You'd but never you say mind, that to the board of directors. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> one of my favorites. Would you mind fetching that for me, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, I'm not a fucking dog. Yeah, Don't yeah. tell me to fetch anything ever again. Number two, I'm not your sweetheart. And that person would argue, well, sweetheart's a nice word. Guys call their wives that. Uh-huh. Yeah, not somebody else's wife. Like I can't imagine because I just stayed with you a week yeah. being like uh, looking at Megan and being like, hey, you mind uh, going and fetching me a drink there, sweetheart? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like that's somehow an okay thing Uh, to say and i'd be on the podcast saying sorry uh bobby has been hospitalized he lost a fight he's been done like at that point you have to hit something you know what i mean oh i would have to i would have to peel her off of you is what i'm getting at yeah she would murder me um there's actually a scene in a movie i love called blood sport and uh, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he's, he's playing a fighter uh, who's going in this tournament called the Kumite, and he escaped the army. And so there's two army police officers trying to corral him in a bar, basically. And his friend named Jackson tries to stand up for him. He doesn't know what's going on. And one of the army police officers says to him, like, this isn't your place, pal. In a very condescending way. Jackson's response, I ain't your pal, dick face. Mm-hmm. And I laugh so hard because it's that white space thing. That's the only appropriate comment to it. I'm not your guy. Yeah. I'm yeah. not chief. I'm not your pal. I'm not your buddy. I'm not your sweetheart. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a nice thing to say to somebody, even though the word inherently isn't bad. Well, and I think that the, the way that Jackson responds in that scene is perfect because he's both calling the guy out for the behavior and playing along, right? Yes. So it's like you, when you said pal, you didn't mean pal. What you meant was like asshole. So I'm just going to hit you back with a dick face. And now now we yep. know where we stand. Now we know exactly where we stand. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't talk to – well, not that you can't talk to people like this. And listen, I've seen this on both sides of it. As a police officer, I have seen people who I've worked with inflame people by using those terms. Yeah, yeah. Listen, buddy, you have to do what I say. Wow. That's a great way to get into a conflict. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of cops will end up in a conflict and they'll blame the other person. But what did you do to push them there? Right? Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's that part of it. But the other side of the coin is when someone does it to the cop. And they wonder why they're always getting tickets and they <laughs> right. never get a break. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, did you really have to pull me over, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know. Right. I, I, I know. Most cops actually do not enjoy handing out tickets until you give yes. them a reason. And then doing the paperwork is not such a pain in the butt anymore. Yeah. Don't you have something better to do, pal? <laughs> Yeah, now yep. I got to go back to the squad and I got to open up the book and I got to see how many different citations I can fit on one sheet. <laughs> I can give you, right? Ugh. So that's, that's another one. And listen, you guys can think this is all well and good. But again, we have the scenario where you tell your wife, are you really going to wear that today? 
go try this on a random person. You yeah. know, when you're at the grocery store, hey, do you mind watching where you're walking, pal? <laughs> you know, walk by somebody with their kid and look at their kid and be like, ugh, does this really need to be here today? <laughs> and just see how that goes for you. Oh, you know? Wow. So the the, the next thing we kind of want to talk about is the don't you know who I am card. Yeah, this is this, this sense of entitlement one. of I'm a big, important person. And yep. obviously you should know who I am and I don't know who you are. So clearly you're not a big, important person. So yeah. stay out of my way. And it always goes to the person's power spot. Yes. Right. So if you're rich, do you mm-hmm. know how much money I make? Yeah. And listen, Joe, that's a hot button for me. When I was a bouncer in Toronto, I used to work at this place called the Brandt House. Mm-hmm. And it was a fancy bar where like the who's who of Toronto would hang out. Sure. So on a Thursday night, there was every high ranking businessman in the city there drinking, you know, acting like assholes, doing, you know, whatever professional athletes are there. And people, when you put alcohol in them, are not at their best. No. And there were times that someone would decide to pick a fight with the biggest person at the bar, which was usually me. Mm -hmm. And they would like poke a finger in my chest. Do you know how much money I make? Okay, now that you've poked a finger in my chest, I'm yeah. You, you've already started me on a whole different yeah. road because that's like throwing a punch, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Like, really, is that what you just went with? I've never seen you in my life. No, I don't know how much money you make. Yeah, but you're trying to tell me that you're better than me because you have money. Mm-hmm. Guys who are really smart will go to this. Do you know how many university degrees I have? Do you know what yeah. I do for a living? I am a Me. lawyer. I am a doctor. Yeah. I'm a cop because cops can do this. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Me? Where am I going to go for my power plays? Do you know I fought in the UFC? Yeah. All right. What are you, what are you trying to threaten me right now? Because yeah. why else would I say that? Exactly. Other than, other than to let you know that I'm tougher than you. Well, and, like and you, what's, you, what, what's the other option of like, no, I don't know how much money you make. And the guy says, well, I make $600,000 a year. And you drop to your knees and start kowtowing to him. Oh, forgive great. me, sir, for your great income. Like, What does that have to do with anything? I don't understand how that's even like to, to, to be construed as a position of power. Like that has nothing to do with anything. You just poked me in the chest. Like how does your let income me, change the situation? Let me ask you a question, Joe. Mm-hmm. When would it be inappropriate to advise somebody that you're a second degree black belt in Taekwondo? When would it like, be inappropriate? <laughs> well, appropriate or inappropriate. So let's go back to the conversation that you have with this guy. Yeah. This guy says, "Ugh, you really have to have these kids up here. And your next thing is, hey, pal, I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. What would you what would be your purpose for telling him that well, like are clearly, you proud of because your- i'm disciplined and courtesy yeah. integrity perseverance and all the rest of it right yeah no but like <laughs> are you are you telling him that because you're proud of your achievement no <laughs> you're trying to let him know that he's going to get an ass whooping if he does anything that's yeah. the only reason i would have to uh, apart from a job interview mm-hmm. maybe talking to a sponsor on instagram right uh if the person said, hey, what's your background in athletics? Like, I don't know why I would tell somebody I fought in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm starting to get in a confrontation with somebody and that's a line out of my mouth, I'm trying to go to my power spot. And yeah. people do this all the time. 
where they just can't help but go to that spot and say something inflammatory that now you've not only inflamed a person, you've turned a conversation into a competition. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. Because now what, am I supposed to say something back? Oh yeah, you're alpha. Oh yeah, I'm more alpha, right? And that does not do well with two guys and especially in a bar scene when alcohol's involved. Yeah. And another place that you'll see this a lot is in traffic. Yes. And I think most most people will realize if they have this as a, a character flaw, like how do you respond when you get cut off in traffic? You flip the guy off, yeah. lay on the horn. Nobody passes me. Well, like, why not? Like, why yeah, can't people pass you? I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. Or uh, some, you know, this is the one we, we talked about the other day, too. Somebody's speeding down the highway and somebody else wants to pull in front of them and, and brake check them. Yep. And it's like, well, what what authority do you have to enforce the traffic laws? Like you're just a guy on the road, you know, like some people the, called like state patrol. That's their job. That's what we pay them for. So maybe just like stay out of the guy's way. Well, there's a couple of things there. People take this shit so personally. I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Like I got distracted. I'm sorry. I was checking out my kid in the back seat or whatever yeah. it is. But they take this behavior so personally. I actually was laughing, Joe. There's a commercial this reminds me of. Um, there's a guy named Evander Holyfield who's one of the best boxers of all time. Mm-hmm. He was a multiple-time heavyweight champion. And this is, I guess, uh, one of those PSAs about road rage. And Evander pulls out on the street and kind of cuts somebody off. He's at fault. And the guy follows him like three blocks, honking at him, yeah. rolling down his window. So eventually Evander pulls over. The guy gets out of his car comes up to it, doesn't know it's Evander Holyfield in the car, just yelling and screaming and swearing. And then Evander Holyfield gets out of the car. And this poor guy's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was you. I, I, you don't know who's going to get out of that car. Yeah. You don't know if they have a weapon. You don't know. Similar thing happened to, it was actually really funny because you, you, you know him and you've spent some time with him. My son Beans, mm-hmm. we were driving, we were going for some barbecue and uh, some dude was in a hurry. I'm going the speed limit and was just up my ass in the car. Yeah. Honking. Like, it's a single lane highway thing. I'm not going to speed with my son and baby in the car. Like, mm-hmm. not worth it to me. Yeah. He pulls out in the other lane of traffic to pass at a dangerous spot. And the window's down and he's just yelling shit at me and giving me the finger. Hmm. Bean starts laughing. He goes, holy shit, dad. Imagine that guy pulled us over and he like, (laughs) you got out of the car. What a surprise that would be for him. And I started laughing because like, of course, this guy's tough because he's in his big truck. (laughs) You know, what a Uh, bad surprise he would get. Little little aside, this is kind of a a fun story, but I think it helps demonstrate the point. Um, my, My buddy, Lee, big Lee. Who's uh what is he six seven, yeah two hundred and eighty pounds ex fighter. He was on the taekwondo team with me back at the university. Martial arts extraordinaire. Uh, when we lived together, we turned our apartment into basically an armament museum. Uh, he used yep. to work for an institute here in the cities, and so we had all kinds of sorts of stuff that I collected in my travels to Asia, uh, stuff that he collected in his travels to, to Europe and Asia. Um, and so we've got swords on racks on every wall, right? There's pictures of us in martial arts gear, sword fighting, taekwondo fighting, doing different things. Um, the, the neighbor downstairs, uh, or it was upstairs neighbor, was uh, the, their kids were just stomping on the ground, jumping on the bed, whatever. Lee grabbed, actually it was a bow staff. 
and was tapping the floor like, hey, keep it down up there. Now, he worked uh, like a third shift job. And so during the day, like normally it's not a big deal, right? But just in this case, he was trying to sleep. The kids are just being excessively loud. Well, he hears the guy upstairs. I'm going to go give that guy a piece of my mind. And then footsteps stomping towards where the apartment doors are. So Lee just waits by the door. Here the guy comes up the hallway, huffing and puffing. And and before he even says a word, Lee's like, why don't you just come in and, and let's sit down. And so the guy sits down on the couch and now he's looking around and now he's got this great big guy standing there who's just very peaceably, very calmly like, listen, I work this third shift job. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like your kids are jumping up and down right above the bedroom. Could they just move to like the living room? And the guy's just like, yeah, of course, that's a perfectly reasonable request. I'm sorry I came down here and then turns and leaves. And it's again, you, you just you make an assumption that the other person is of no consequence. And so you want to come at them with this this position of power and authority. And it's like you don't really have any power or authority either. You're you're tougher. Like it, it's kind of thing. Everyone's a tough guy when they're in the truck. Yeah. Everyone's a tough guy when they're in their house. Everyone's a tough guy. And this actually comes to the cyberbullying thing mm-hmm. when they're behind a computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wonder if you would speak to me that way to my face. Yeah. Is what I mean, we talk about it a lot, the way people go after people on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Merciless. And it's actually funny how they have no clue. Cause I've talked to people that have been involved in this. They're like, well, I don't know why that person got so upset with me. Did you see what you wrote? Joe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really thought that was okay. Like really to bring it back to that again? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a good thing, Joe. You owe that person an apology. I would have got mad too. Yeah. So that brings us to our next thing. The, uh, fix your face. I was yeah. actually going to go to the next one, but we'll, we'll cover fix your face first. All right. Eye rolling. <laughs> I'd actually, this isn't just about fixing your face. There's a lot of what I'll say are, are uh, nonverbal mostly, but there's a few verbal, you know, things that yeah. go in here too. Yeah. But it's like eye rolling, uh, curling your lips, yeah. uh, making a face, Ugh. shaking your head. Ugh, yeah. That's another one that I can't stand, uh, the dismissive hand gesture. Mm-hmm. There's a whole group of behaviors that you know will fire somebody up. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna make somebody mad. And you want to escalate something that doesn't need I, to be escalated. I really think we should change the title of this one to how to start a fight. That's Yes. That's well that's we'll that's exactly it. And you do get those people that are like, well my eye rolls shouldn't bug you. Uh-huh. Do it right back to them and then watch <laughs> them react to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, well, I don't see why an eye roller making a face is a big deal. Guys, the next time your wife's talking to you or ladies, the next time your husband's talking to you in the middle of something they're saying, just roll your eyes, let out an ugh and make a disgusted face mm-hmm. and see where the conversation goes. Yeah, because it's not gonna go well, and it's really funny, Joe. We accept the shit from adults. Yeah, we do. Unfortunately, but I've regularly seen parents scold their kids for the same behavior. Mm-hmm. How many times in your life have you heard, "Don't you roll your eyes at me"? Yeah, a or, lot. Don't yeah. make that noise at me, or fix your face, or what's that face mean? Mm-hmm. I've said it to my kids a bunch of times. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Well, think think a layer deeper. Where did they learn that behavior? You know, like they saw somebody um, doing it. (laughs) Saw somebody do it. I mean, I'll guarantee you've said this stuff to Jojo already. Oh, yeah. Like, don't look at me like that. 
but yep. it's okay for some reason to do it to an adult, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, again, because one, because I'm a lawyer, so I can just talk to people that way, and and that gives yep. me some kind of right, right? Well, and some of this comes from people have never been checked. No, never. Right, like we live in a society where people really, really want to start a fight online where there's no mm-hmm. repercussion. But when people are face to face, it's kind of like this guy in the club wanted to say something to you to somehow assert his power in a meaningless situation and did not want anything to do with your reaction. Yeah, yeah. He thought you were just going to kind of like grab your kids and go downstairs and allow yourself to be talked to that way. Mm -hmm. Nope. Pick the wrong person. Yeah, that was a that was a big, big show for his buddies at the club that backfired real bad. Yeah. You know, like, oh, dude, like and and then it comes to a point where I think people avoid this stuff so they don't say anything to people. Mm -hmm. And I imagine, you know, the whole the whole comment about like nice parenting. What kind of example do you set for your kids? Mm -hmm. You talk to waitresses this way. Yeah. It's kind of like, have you ever been around somebody that talks really rude to a waiter or waitress? Mm -hmm. Not okay. I don't want to be around them. It's embarrassing is what it is. But. People at that token will say it's embarrassing, but they won't call out the person's behavior. Yeah. Well, so the person they, they, never that, gets checked. But that's how you treat the help, right? Because these people are better than everyone else, and everyone else is just yep. to help. And, and that's their job is to just be there and wait on them hand and but, foot and do what they're told without, without sassing back, right? But in that way, I almost feel bad for the person who's engaging in the negative behavior because they're never getting an opportunity to correct themselves when they don't get negative feedback. Well, right. And we, and we talk about like, this from a, 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 just a fitness or nutrition perspective. Like you've got years and years and years of habits, right? Well, that, that yep. goes into this behavior as well. I mean, if you if, if you grew up, and, and let's just say that you were in kind of an entitled household, you were very wealthy, well-to-do, you went to a good school, you drive a nice car, you got a good job because you've got all these great connections. Like who is ever going to check you on this stuff? Yeah. You know, like that's just the way you look at the world is that you're just somehow <laughs> different or better than anybody else. But you should be checked if you're being mean to other people. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like I've seen so many people be mean to a person at a store. Yeah. Nobody checks them on it because as a customer service agent, guess what you're taught to do? Just smile. I'm sorry, sir. Smile. Like you're just supposed to take it. The customer is always right. Yeah. Someone doesn't deserve that, Mm -hmm. you know, because no one stands up to people. Which now, if you're the person engaged in behavior, again, you've got no way to, you just think this is okay. Yeah. Because you've never had a social consequence. Yeah, yeah, a social consequence or a negative consequence for behaving in a certain way. Yep. You know, and it's kind of like a kid. If you never punish your child or reward them, they'll have no clue what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. So the next one, the obvious stuff. And this is big. We don't have to kill this forever. Yeah. Name calling. Insults. Insults. Like you can't say stuff like this. There's going to be a consequence. There's a really easy way to start a fight and that's to be like, hey, asshole, let's fight. Yes. (laughs) If you're looking for it. Yeah. Right? But like imagine the scenario, Joe, where you're out and someone calls Megan a bitch. Where did you think that was going to land you? Yeah. And to use the term I love – pal 
You think that was a good idea? Like, fine, this person's in an altercation with Megan. It's really none of your business. They're arguing over something. You're kind of standing by. And then he decides to drop that. Yeah. You're forced to do something. Well, no. Now, in in this example, he turns to me, points a finger at her and says, are you going to deal with that bitch? Yeah. Or or my other favorite, (laughs) can you... Can you put a muzzle on this? Exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, whoa. Okay, did you just call her did you just call her a dog? Now now just imagine yourself as like the judge in this case, and this guy's pressing charges for assault, and that is what comes out in court. It's like <coughs> you know <laughs> I get it. Yep. <laughs> you you kinda, kinda had, had it. it coming. Yeah. You kinda might have walked yourself into this. Uh-huh. The the other obvious stuff is putting people down. I used to get this when I was a cop all the time when I would pull people over and I'm just doing my job. I don't want to be out there giving people tickets. I don't want to pull you over. I'd rather be at home hanging out, Mm -hmm. working on something I want to work on. This is the last place on earth. And somebody points a finger at me and I pay your salary. You belong to me. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I'm suddenly right, fired up to do my job. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to give you a ticket, but now you're going to get nine tickets. Uh-huh. Probably seven of them are going to make up yep. because you just have pushed me to that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's that kind of thing. Like, I'm better than you. I'm going to put you down. And all these behaviors lead back to a similar type of person, mm-hmm. a person who is entitled or a person who does think they're better with people. And these places, these, these behaviors come from somewhere. They come from anger, insecurity. Yeah. They don't come from a place of good feelings. No, no. Because the same people that do this type of thing, Joe, like my wife, frankly, will do some of this stuff mm-hmm. to me sometimes. And I'm sure your wife does and, and ladies out there, I'm sure your husbands do. But did you ever notice they never speak like this when they're happy? Mm-hmm. You ever notice they never speak like this when it's coming from a good place? You ever notice they never speak this way when they're satisfied? It's only when somebody's angry, disgruntled, or insecure. That's when these behaviors manifest so you know there wasn't a good intention behind them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you you didn't – you don't tell Megan, hey, Megan um, – I wanted to do something nice for you. So I detailed your car. I got you that shirt you really wanted. Uh, I arranged for a sitter this afternoon so you could relax. Does she, I rule you then, Joe? No. Did you really have to do all this? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Fucking dude. I'm your husband. Just call me dude. Like she wouldn't, that, she, that wouldn't happen in that situation. Uh, that no. would happen when you do something to make her angry. Right. Yeah. So it's not coming from a good place. So back to this guy in the in, in, in the club at River Valley, I don't know what this guy's problem was. Mm-hmm. Like what he's angry about. Like, is your workout going bad? Are you jealous of Joe because he's more fit than you? Are you upset because you brought your kids and he didn't? Um, are you is he upset because he probably finished a working week and The whole parenting thing's funny. There you are hanging out with JoJo, and he's lecturing you on parenting, but he's using his one day off a week to be at the gym instead of spending time with his kids. Exactly. The irony of that is kind of funny. Like, and and listen, I get it. Working out's important. I'm the first person to tell you to take a couple of hours to yourself, and I'm I'm lucky. I bring my kids to the gym. Mm -hmm. But like, 
I had beans all week. Was he ever without me no. this week? No. And and for those of you that kind of, I, I forget that everyone doesn't know our lives. I spent the week with Joe, stayed at Joe's house. Yeah. Yeah, and beans and, and for the most part, Jojo was with us the whole time, except yeah. for maybe I think when we went to the convention center, she was there every time. Well, and she had farm school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to so, feed the piggies. Yep. But other than that, I mean, she was always with us. Yeah. So it's like you can do stuff with your kids around. Mm-hmm. Well, that, but yeah. that, you know, even the comment of like this is no place for kids. Like, I, I kind of fundamentally disagree with that. You know, and yep. and and then there's like this whole other layer of like, well, why would you even think that? You know, like, like what kind of person would say that, you know, this is the place I go to work on myself to make myself a better human and my children have no business seeing that that's what people do. Yep. Like that, you know, fundamentally that kind of strikes at me. You know, my, my, my children are fortunate enough that they're, they're growing up in, in a gym, you know, it's not intimidating for them to get in there. Working out is something we do for fun, you know? I don't know why. Well, it's actually it's actually funny. Tommy Hackenbrook, a good buddy of mine, always had daycare at his CrossFit gyms. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care if he had a problem with it. Yeah. Like if you don't like a place where kids aren't welcome, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go pay for a quote unquote kid free membership. Yeah. Go to your here, elitist little club. Kids are where, welcome. It, 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 this is life experience, right? Because I've been in some pretty high end clubs, some places that are pretty expensive to get into. They're very restrictive, you know. You look around at the people working out there, none of them are fit. Yep. You know, they're not going there to get fit. You know, oh, hey, here's a guy who's been a member here for 10 years and he's, you know, 40 pounds overweight. It's like, well, what are you doing oh, yeah. when you come here? You're not you're not working hard. You're not improving yourself. You're here to socialize and to put on airs. The amount of money that you spent over those past 30 years of membership just to put on airs is, is impressive and sad. You know the real problem with these people, though, Joe? They're not wearing Lalo shoes. That's absolutely I mean, if you right. want to talk about really why they're not being fit. It's because they're not wearing the right shoes, and that's where it all starts. It does, from the so, ground up. Really, what you need to do is advise some of these people to use their interwebs to go over to www.lalo.com, put in the code MAXIMUS20, and get themselves a pair of MAXIMUS shoes. All of a sudden, fitness results will come fast and furious. Yeah, your life can change. Well, they're at it because your internet browser's already open. You might as well go over to nitorperformance.com. N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. Put in the code Maximus Podcast. Get yourself 20% off because, hell, why not save some money? Exactly. And order yourself one, two, three, eight, 12, 15 bags of protein, enough to last you a couple months. Yeah. And uh, start taking that stuff because then you will get more fit as well. Yeah, the missing piece. Because it is, working out's important, but you really need to fuel your muscles. Yeah, you do. You do. (laughs) I greatly enjoy how seamlessly... I sell shit now. Yeah. I got to tell you, I am looking forward to the selling out podcast. Me too. <laughs> but back back to wrap up now. Um, the biggest thing that we want to remind people of is just to have some manners. Yeah. And yeah. these rules, you can also put these in social media. Like yeah. I get the the eye rolling and, ugh, and, and that stuff doesn't apply on social media. Mm-hmm. But just remember, if you go to say something, and this is where I actually, Joe, am more critical of people on social media. I get in the heat of the moment, you might say something that's not nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be preachy because I've said stuff to inflame people. Yeah, Like there have been times that I've been in an argument with my wife and I have, you know, I know the minute something came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh shit, I just started. <laughs> yep. 
God, that was the wrong thing to say. Or, you know, when you say something to your buddy that rubs them the wrong way. Yeah. You're already in it. Now you got to try a backpedal, use your uh, skills that you learned in conflict resolution, apologize, like do what you got to do. Yeah. Social media is different though, because you can write something, look at it, edit it, and then decide whether or not to send it. Yeah. That's not how people behave. They just write the first thought that comes to their mind and they put that down. Yep. Right. But there are all kinds of negative stuff that people say. And then they wonder why a, they don't have friends. Mm -hmm. Why my favorite is, well, I don't know why people keep telling me that, that I take shit the wrong way. There's a, literally you know? a written log. <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's or, a library of this occurring. I don't understand why people get so mad around me. Maybe it's the way you're talking to people. Yeah. Maybe it's the way you're setting them off. Cause that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, I don't know why every time I try to talk to you, it ends up in a fight. I'll tell you why. Cause you're a fucking jerk. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Because your behavior, how's that sound? Your behavior leads to this. Yep. It's not that difficult to see it. No. And especially to, to see it in other people, it's, it's really obvious. If you're watching two other people have an argument, like you can see every little bit and piece of it. When you're in the middle of it, your emotions cloud, your thinking. You know, and, yep. it, and it's hard, it's hard to recognize like when things are getting heated and you want to back off, but that's why, oh, yeah. that's why you just you, having this conversation is, is helpful, right? Because now you're aware that these things exist and now you can kind of check yourself and, and, you know, folks, we're all human. We all do this stuff. You know, we, we, we come into conversations with assumptions about the other people. Uh, sometimes we're a little bit heated. We're a little bit angry. We say things the wrong way. We miscommunicate. We have the luxury of being able to say, hey, sorry, that came across the wrong way. What I'm really trying to do here is blah, 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 blah. Lay it out there. Yep. Have a conversation with it. And in this case at the club, it was not the way the conversation went. And, and the guy pretty much just stormed out of the room because he realized like he'd kind of made a mistake in approaching me. Right. Well, and and, and, I don't, I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't feel good about the, the, the interaction either. It's not how I wanted it to end. Right. Yeah. It's not where I wanted it to go. And I felt a little bit like he had backed me into a corner. But like in the end, it's kind of an inconsequential thing. Like we, we packed up, we left. The problem was solved. Right. Well, at least it got us a podcast. It did for sure. <laughs> but there's also, Joe, if you look at that conversation from if you tried to break it down, mm -hmm. if I was and, and he's not equipped this is a person with probably not a high emotional IQ, mm -hmm. but that couldn't even understand what he had said. Yeah, yeah. But let's say I was frustrated. I did tease you, Ugh, do you really got to bring these kids in here? And like flippantly took off my headphones, mm -hmm. waved my head, made this little hand gesture. And you reacted like that immediately. I would probably say in my head, oh shit, what did I just say? Uh-huh. Then- my next response, if I want to fight, I'd say something back. Uh -huh. If I don't want to fight and you're like, you know, do you have a problem? His next response, this is no place for kids. Yeah. Like just what you're telling me what to do right now, like you're coming down on me. Mm -hmm. Maybe if he would have said, oh, sorry, that that came out the wrong way. Can, can I try again? Like something to communicate yeah. better. But he kept going. And then you said, they closed the daycare early. What am I supposed to do? Like, uh, you know, and then, okay, wow. Nice parenting, buddy. Yeah. Like just kept 
pushing and pushing and pushing like after numerous chances, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I was, I was, I was impressed with you. You, I thought you were going to jail. <laughs> the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> really you know, did. I mean, like, I'm like when he kept going and going with this stuff, but it just shows you there are a lot of people without manners. And one of the things is if you find yourself, your cousin fights all the time with your wife or your husband or people around you, I'd start looking at these behaviors and you do stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. And when you find yourself in this situation, like, you know, learn the ability to kind of check yourself. Like I knew I was getting heated. I checked myself. That's what you do. I I mean, I actually recognize that like we were all wearing the same t-shirt. You know, we had, we had three large fit grown men all in close vicinity, all looking at the guy the same way. Like, well, that's that's <laughs> the other thing, too, that I wonder now that you bring that up. How could you be that clueless of your surroundings? Yeah. OK, yeah. wait a second. Uh, he doesn't even know need to know what the Maximus logo is. He no. can think it's just a stupid ass blue shirt. Yeah. But like you're trying to pick a fight with the dude who's got like the team bus here pretty much. <laughs> and, uh. and then and then I'll be cocky. One of which is me. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're a big guy, but. You look friendly and you're not what I call <laughs> physically imposing. How tall are you? Six foot tall. Hey, I'm six, three, 250 pounds mm-hmm. bald. Like I look like a person you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley. Yeah. And I'm like hovering by you, like trying to flank the dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then your buddy, your buddy, Matt, who is with us is like the, the king of shred city. Yeah. He's got huge biceps, skinny little waist, huge chest, forearms, you know, filled with veins. Yeah. It's like you're by yourself and you just, okay, so now you're engaging this one dude in the Maximus shirt. Are you not aware of like all (laughs) the other people here wearing Maximus shirts? Like, is this the person you want to pick a fight with? Whose side do you think they're going to be on? clueless just clueless you know, and, and, and like, like what and he, he and he had the opportunity like you said he had several opportunities to just back down and he just kept doubling down was. and doubling down he just wouldn't let it up like, yeah, just ridiculous. a person looking for a fight but like i said in 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 your life examine how you talk to other people yeah because if you find that you and your partner are fighting a lot it might be these behaviors that are causing it yeah because nobody wants to be around this if you and your boss are fighting a lot Maybe examine how you two talk to each other. Yeah. Or if you are the boss and you're having a hard time getting along with employees, maybe examine what's going on a little bit. Because if you talk to people a certain way, you make faces, you eye roll, you say diminutive stuff, can you really be surprised with what comes back at you? There's kind of that thing, Joe, you put something out into the universe and something comes back at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, as a boss, too, like sitting on one side of a desk in a nice, big, comfortable chair while your employee sits in an uncomfortable chair on the other side of the desk changes yeah. communication. Like if you need to have like a heart to heart, go take a walk, you know, yeah, get, exactly. get get on like even footing and, and try again. And you'll you'll see that things are, you know, they do work better. Yeah. People people open up to you a little more. Yeah. But I do have, Joe, I just thought of what would have been our proper response to deal with the situation headed and escalated yeah what would that have been you see you fight the guy and hurt him you're in trouble mm-hmm. i'm probably in trouble because i'm there and i look like me and i'm wearing a maximus shirt and i fought in the ufc yeah matt's probably in trouble yeah you should have looked at bino and said hey can't <laughs> you handle this 
<laughs> fresh dismissively, off of dismissively waved. Bean, take out the trash, please. <laughs> Beans, and and then and then looked at him and said, "Hey, pal, I'm sorry for what's about to happen." <laughs> and then point at the guy dismissively and say, "Hey, Beans, you want to go take care of this?" <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, you know. And then the guy can go, you know, cry to the police. I got beat up by a 10-year-old. Yeah. And oh, Beans would have taken be, him too. <laughs> beans. And then, and then it gives me an out because if the guy actually gets a drop on Beans, which is very unlikely, then I am – I have to defend yeah. Beans. Yes, exactly. So I'm completely off the hook. I'm just a dad at that point. Oh. I was scared for my kid's life. All right. Well, we have a plan. We have a plan now. <laughs> just send in Beano. I would just love to see Beans roundhouse the guy or like front kick him. Just boom, just the shock. Like, you know, I would actually would have been proud of Beans if he would have gotten in front of you. Joe, yeah. let me handle this. What did you just say about me? Oh, my. I, I wish I could go and, you know what? I wish I could go in Beans' body for a day. Yeah. Like, just, what did you just say about me, pal? Oh, too funny. Uh. Oh, well, you good. guys, use this to get better. Uh, this is kind of like that other episode. Like, if you want to start a fight, here's some great things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. 